Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, feeling busy. Our thanks to Envision for sponsoring this week's episode. Hi. It's been a while. Who are you? I feel like... <laughs> yeah, I feel like we haven't talked in forever. So, yeah. um, I don't know if the listeners remember, but uh, the last two episodes were actually recorded on the same day, like mm-hmm. a long time ago, and then we skipped an episode, and here we are. Um, and all of that was uh, my fault, because I was... Uh... <laughs> traveling was having fun hanging out with all the people while yeah. i was here How alone in the dark in the cold cold yeah yeah because canada that's what was going on while i was watching yeah. my friends having fun not mm-hmm. including me in anything mm-hmm. um, so yeah yeah sorry about that but yes totally my fault uh <laughs> i was the first week i was in new york the second week i was in san francisco and i hope that i was that i would be able to record that didn't really happen so apologies, but uh, we are back. I'm back home at my regular schedule, and, uh, and jet lagged a little bit. Super jet lagged. <laughs> yes. Um, apologize in advance. That's for how you know it's going to be a great show. Jet lagginess. <laughs> yes, that's how you know. But hey, um, I have a very piece, like a very special piece of advice. Not advice. A follow up. Hey, jet lag. Um, so I said, I mentioned that I was in San Francisco, uh, we stayed at Sam's. So me being like reported on the field for layout FM, uh, <laughs> I went back to Sam's place and I took a picture of Sam's shower dingo. <laughs> this is how seriously we take this. That's the only reason Rafa went to San Francisco. Like, yeah, yeah. The, it wasn't in my plan. Yeah. I was supposed to be in Japan. And we're like, no, no, no. For our listeners. Yeah. Um, he, he was actually on a plane to Japan. And then he landed to Japan and went back around, back to San Francisco. That's how much I care. Take that yes, picture. Yes, that is correct. Accurate. So I haven't shared this with you, Kevin. Nope. Uh, a picture of Sam Shower Dingus. Also, if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about, I promise we're not weird. Um, this is on episode <laughs> whatever. It's the Shower Dingus, I think is the title. Um, so if you haven't listened to that episode, this is not making any sense. <laughs> But I promise we're not weird, and I promise it makes sense if you listen to that one. Um, and I also promise that this will be over very soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, All right, let me see your shower dingus. <laughs> okay, I am sending you a picture of the shower dingus. Ooh, just got it. All right, let's let's look at this. Uh, okay, so is it the the last thing of the three dinguses? Do you have to like lift this up or down? No. Oh. That would be what you would expect, right? Yeah. No. So I am sending you a second picture <laughs> in where I'm going to use the, what, what do you call it? Markup? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Picture. Uh, <laughs> yeah and I'm gonna... For a second, I was like, is Rafa stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like. <laughs> uh. I was going to do my best to like pretend like, oh, yeah, that's like kind of confusing. But I was like, it really isn't. 
He looked at me like I was stupid. I'm not stupid. <laughs> That's a Hamilton reference for you right there. Honestly, but now I'm looking at this picture and I can't see where you possibly Yes. That was my that was my world for a very long <laughs> five minutes in that bathtub with no idea what to do. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, I am sending you a marked up version of this picture. All right. This is great radio. Yes. Um, by the way, I'm putting all this... If you look at your podcast app, uh, if it supports uh, chapters, images, whatever, like the cover art should change so you can see what we're saying. If not, there's a link in the show notes so you can look at this picture. Uh, if this doesn't matter, <laughs> skip ahead. It's fine. Oh, my so God. Okay. I just received your other photo. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, you have to lift that thing. Not lift, but push down. The little ring. For the, like oh my the God. Faucet, the extremity. Oh, my God. Anyway, can we, can we close this yes. forever? No, no more okay. Shower Dingus feedback. I do declare the Shower Dingus saga uh, has come to an end. Finally. finally and over. we can move on and be happier in general. <laughs> um, <laughs> until okay. the next time you take a shower at some place you've never been <laughs> yes but uh, hey I'll, I'll remember we, to take photos will immediately resuscitate the shower dingus <laughs> feedback it will rise from its ashes like a, a shower phoenix oh no and come back uh, and okay. be with us never mind so <laughs> now I feel like we're off to like a really great start um, yes I yes. missed you um <laughs> so Rafa, I, I have a question for you. Yes, you do, and I have that no I, idea what you're about to ask about me. for the the many the many weeks that you've been gone. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing that I think I want to start. I want to start asking you questions at the beginning of the show, like this, that I'm are going to be like kind of random questions, but also I'm actually curious. Um, mm. So Rafa. Would you say that you and I are influencers? What? (laughs) You know this thing that like people have started calling them themselves influencers as like it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a thing. So, but what I'm curious is, according to you, what defines an influencer? And according to, to those rules. Would we be considered influencers? <laughs> uh, my God. Okay. Um, let's see. So I think uh, let's start by the definition. What is an influencer? I would say is someone who <laughs> has influence over other people, <laughs> right? All right. Either pretty by broad, pretty like, broad. Your opinion on something or like your taste kind of influence other people's taste, for example. So like is my mom an influencer? <laughs> Yeah, like by that definition, anyone is to some degree an influencer. Like, you know, mm. if my little brother really looks up to me and like and tries to do everything I do or whatever, or like if my opinion, you know, is really taken into consideration uh, by like my friend, my one friend, <laughs> or something like that. Yes, you are so, to a, to a degree mm. an influencer, but. I think the level of influence that you have to have to be called an influencer um, is 
way up there. And I don't think neither me or you, definitely not me, maybe you, but <laughs> still, I wouldn't say so. Um, like, no, I w- like I would never call myself an influencer, even though like, oh, I would never some people... call myself an influencer either. <laughs> but, right. But what is what is the limit? Like, is it like what if I had 10,000 followers? Is it is it like a number of followers kind of thing? What if I had 100,000 followers? I think here's the rule. You should never call yourself an influencer, <laughs> no, <laughs> no matter how many that. Twitter followers. Right. But I don't know. It's the same thing like for, for fame. Like, what is, you know, what is fame? When are you famous and when are you not? You know? What it is life, a movie? really? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Great start to the show, Kevin. <laughs> uh, I feel like you're not answering this question properly. Well, oh my God! See, it's a lot of pressure. What would you, what would you hope that I would say? Well, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, really. But I'm disappointed. That's all I know. Oh no! <laughs> I had no expectations, but I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed, anyways. <laughs> you can't win. Folks. No, I, you can't I feel win. like well, the first answer that you gave was terrible, like the worst possible <laughs> answer. It's just like, this is like how you. I'm answer, trying to be smart. This is how Kevin, you answer anything. Okay. It's like Rafa. <laughs> like, who is a designer? And I'm like, well, everybody's a designer. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, we're not going to be I'm able to answer anything. I'm trying to defend myself. If we keep going in that, this, in I'm this trying direction. to defend myself. Uh, against all the and then trolls. you're just you're just like not specific enough um okay no i'm, I'm we're not influencers i'm not an influencer <laughs> damn it all right cool <laughs> moving on <laughs> oh i have some follow out uh also um i hope okay, you wait look at wait, wait what is follow out so follow out is like follow up copyright john circus <laughs> 20 something um so follow up is basically feedback that we get about the show um on the next episode we just get to uh respond to that feedback or mention that feedback uh to correct ourselves basically Mm. uh follow out is uh is just like follow-up so it's feedback but instead of being people who send us corrections into our show follow out is things we want to add to something that's in another podcast (laughs) Oh my god! I can see like the, you know the the, the conspiracy out. theory walls with like pins and lines and yes, yeah. This so, is yeah. We're crossing over the streams, yes. folks. To so that was in, uh, invented by Jason Snell. Uh. But wait, wait. Then why is like this question in follow out? Is this no? The question wasn't in follow out. I don't know how. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. It was like in the middle. of Mid the the no fly zone between follow up and follow out. There's <laughs> like a small area. Um, it's really nice in there, like really sunny and has mm. grass and everything. Um, Jesus Christ! But it's not labeled. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, so follow out. Um, so this is from Hello Internet. I feel like this entire beginning of the show is like references on top of references. Um. So, um, there's this show called Hello Internet. You should listen to it. It's really good. Um, mm-hmm. And they were talking about um, this question of uh, which colors are tennis balls? Yellow. So, okay. Um, I think they're green. So, some people say that they're green. 
No. At least people are wrong. Some people are wrong. But, um, so like, if you, it, they're like, tennis balls are sort of this in between. Uh, my God, I can't Google anymore. Tennis. Yeah, I feel like th- I've seen green tennis ball. So, yeah, so like basically my my assumption is that tennis balls are yellow. That's how I would describe tennis balls. But now let me show you send you something. Oh, I think I seen I think I see it. There's this <laughs> a tennis warehouse forum. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like graphs and shit. <laughs> oh my god! And there's a pool. Um, there's a pool there, and and so yellow has sixty eight percent the votes, and green has thirty one. Um, I know that doesn't add up. It's like sixty eight point four and thirty one point six. Hmm. Um, yeah, interesting. Is this like the the blue and gold dress? Of sort of, but not really. I feel like the the dress thing is an optical illusion almost, where it, it depends where you um you set the color balance <laughs> in your eyes. <laughs> People have different color. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I qualify it. So I just sent you a f- file. So mm. tell me, which color is this? Uh, I would say that's orange. Okay. All right. Interesting. Oh, do we disagree here? No, we agree. Ah, damn it. Okay, but but not everyone does. So, <laughs> all right. This is why this was interesting to me, this idea of which color is a tennis ball. Um, because I feel like the color that I just sent, which is like a orange, <laughs> I would describe it as orange, um, <laughs> but there's there's people in my life that describe this as red. And Never. one thing that I realized is it seems like there's two ways that people see colors. Um, and to some people... Like the right way and the wrong way? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but also, um, it seems like there's, there's people who, who basically pick the color that is closest to the color that they see. So basically, for them, orange would be the midway point between yellow and red. Hmm. And they would pick that as... They would pick whichever color that is the closest to that as the main color. So they would never pick the color orange? Well, not that they would never (sighs) pick it, but they would pick it only if it's, like, really close to the middle Hmm. between yellow and red. But this color is, like, way closer to red... Mm-hmm. like it's almost red but it, it just isn't um right. and so my thinking is well no it's so you've got yellow and you've got red and both of them have like a small buffer right like i'm not like assuming mm-hmm. that i can like spot directly what the color is like uh but then yeah. everything in the middle is just orange with like different amounts of either yellow or red does that make sense interesting yeah, uh, I think is so. that also how you and, see it? Um, maybe. I I don't know. Like this is if we now we pop up the the color picker stuff and we like you know start moving the slider, you know the hue slider. And like all right, tell me when this stops being red and starts being orange. Like right. it's it's tricky, you know. 
also it also it plays a role if you're like if you've been staring at it for a while you know or like there's a lot of things that can can change your the way you see this right um i don't yeah that's interesting i don't know i think i'm more i, I like you yeah I, i'm i'm very forgiving <laughs> in calling stuff you know what they are but but i this is definitely not new and i've seen like i can't uh like I can't bring uh, an example to the discussion, but it's not uncommon to there's a you know there's a caller and I say, well, this is obviously A, and like my girlfriend or someone else said, no, that's clearly B. You know, this happens right. a lot, and it's very interesting. So, but my problem with the tennis ball is that the tennis ball is in between like yellow and green, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore, basically. Because <laughs> then it's like, well, I feel like it's just more yellow. It was closer to yellow. <laughs> my God. I just sent. I just sent Kevin. My God, this 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 image just gives me nightmares. <laughs> I just sent Kevin an image, a picture of a tennis ball, and then <laughs> below you see a spectrum of like a gradient coming from green to yellow, <sighs> and uh, and like this ball is exactly in the middle. <laughs> um so anyways sorry about that everyone Mm -hmm. just yeah feel like i just ruined your life so anyways you're not gonna see colors the same way anymore uh okay we should we should get on to the show i feel like this is getting long (laughs) okay before we get to real topics and stuff to talk about uh do you want to talk you want to tell us about something cool all right guess who's back i'm gonna envision um they're back so Envision is the, the digital product design platform used to make the world's best customer experiences. Um, it's used by tons of great companies out there uh, like Airbnb, Amazon, HBO, Netflix, Nike, Slack, Starbucks, um, and even Shopify. We use it. We use it all the time. I was browsing it today. Uh, it's a great way to um, get feedback on your work um, and see what the rest of your company is doing. Um, you uh, can share those prototypes really easily with the, your development team, your product managers, um, and uh, they all make that possible uh, for anyone with like, you don't need to have any prototyping experience at all. Uh, it's super easy, super simple. With Envision, you can design better products and design them faster. On top of their amazing product, uh, they provide design tools and educational resources for teams to navigate every stage of the product design process from ideation to development. Um, They're really awesome. They just sponsor a lot of things in the design community, like this very podcast. Um, So if you haven't tried it out yet, uh, and you're like still one of those people that are still on the fence, um, I would really encourage you to just give it a shot. Um, you can have a free trial. Um, see see what it's like because um, you never know and it might really change the way that you design um, and it probably will make you a better designer. Um, I'm telling you. So go check it out. Uh, it's envisionapp.com. Uh, you just go there and you can sign up. It's super easy. So envisionapp.com our thanks to envision for sponsoring this week's episode of layout okay uh because we are getting back to speed (laughs) after all this time off 
and because we were both super tired and jet lagged, um, we we try to stay away from more like complex topics that we really want to talk about. Uh, and, and and some of you listeners have been suggesting um, <laughs> jet lagged things. But so and we tried like to wing this one uh, because Kevin, you know, b before we started uh, recording this, Kevin, you were talking about something, and I'm like, you know what? Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so do you want to tell us, well, I guess we spoiled it in the, in the intro, but anyway, <laughs> what, what are we talking about today? <laughs> true, true. Jesus, man. Uh, we're, we're getting back into it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I wanted to talk about this thing that I've been feeling lately, um, for the last maybe three weeks. Um, Hungry. I've been feeling the sense of I'm busy. Like I'm just busy all the time. I'm running around and never have time to catch a breath. Um, that is backed up by what my calendar looks like, which is like 95% filled with meetings and stuff back to back. Um, Nightmare. And I've been feeling the sense of I'm accomplishing a lot of things. Or I'm doing a lot of tasks but I don't feel like anything's getting done or anything's moving. Um, mm. So that's kind of what I want to talk about this week of the sense of feeling or being busy and how that impacts us in our work. Um, and yeah, I was curious, Rafa, like, is this something that you also like notice sometimes that you're like, wow, I'm just really busy right now. No, never. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the trick question there is when you mentioned that, like you're feeling busy, but you're also feeling that you're not like accomplishing or not not a lot is being you know actually done. So maybe that's like a subset of this. Because uh, of course uh, I've been feeling busy a lot. Um, I feel like I don't know if that's. It's if it's related to age or experience, but I, I've been feeling more like busy lately than like let's say three years ago. Mm. Um, although, if I come to really think about it, I'm probably working like less hours, like active hours, but I feel more busier, <laughs> more busy. Right. Um, which is kind of weird because I well no because I used to work more, uh, so you know you have like have g gas left in your tank still <laughs> to go like oh come on you you can work three extra hours today um but something that i hate about all this and, and it's funny because you've been going through this phase where you're you've, you've been way more busy than usual and i feel like i've been the same just just about when when i stopped and went on two week vacation um i took too many projects and we had like a big release coming and you know it's like crunch time and those last weeks they're always chaos mm -hmm. <laughs> um and here like i've been feeling super busy like i can't think really it, it's kind of a weird feeling you can't think yeah it, it's all it, it all it all it's all a blur when you come to think about it like after the fact you can breathe you look back and like what happened like i it's like <laughs> It's just a storm of things that you're doing and thinking, and but when you come out of it and you look back, it's like I have no idea what I just did, what ha what just happened. Yeah. Um, and I hate that feeling. <laughs> yeah, for me, it feels like I'm reacting to stuff rather than being proactive about things. Mm. 
Right. Yeah. Like you feel like you're not being thoughtful yeah. about stuff. Right. I I hate that, but I, I I'm I'm afraid that maybe that is necessary and maybe not. I don't know. Uh, also, you know, just take this as a data point. Like I, I work at a startup, which by nature by design uh it's also very chaotic and busy and like not super thoughtful and stuff <laughs> it's just there's a lot of like also reacting like oh shit we need to ship this or we're out of business in a week um <laughs> right so there's like yeah there's not a lot of room for thoughtfulness it only comes after right and you can afford it um right <laughs> um so for me it was like i kind of had this moment of okay, like I really do feel busier than, than I usually am. And it's been going on for a few weeks. Um, so what's actually going on? <laughs> so I've been kind of going in and trying to understand, okay, what makes me busy? Um, so there's a few things. Uh, I now have an intern on my team uh, mm. for the past few weeks. And while... Um, Sarah, one of my team members, is doing like an amazing job at being a mentor. Uh, that is still a person that I have to uh, think about and help out with cer certain things. It is like time that I have to dedicate. Um, so that's one. Uh, there's a content strategist who just joined my team, uh, and I'm I'd say like I'm the person who's spending uh, a lot more time with him. Um, so that's also like a big ramp up <laughs> period. Um, I've also been in involved in a lot of interviews lately and, uh, pulled in as a stakeholder for a lot of other teams. So that plus like, there's been so many, you know, so many different kind of things that, uh, where we have a person like, <laughs> me and someone else were like, hey, like, we feel like we're not really talking enough. Like, we should be more in sync. So let's try to, like, meet more often. And then, like, I'm meeting with them. And then they're meeting with, like, other people. And then, like, there's, then there's a bigger group that needs to sync. And then there's kind of, like, this weird awkwardness where there's simultaneously a feeling like we're not in sync enough. But also there's too many things happening uh so uh for me that was a realization of like one well you are busy because you're doing more um, so that's a good thing to know right like it's not just that i'm spinning my wheels is there's actually more on my plate um so mm. it's normal that i feel like i have more to do because i do have more to do um and for that i mean there's not much that i can do about although uh we can talk about that later um now for uh for the rest in terms of the scheduling and interviewing and syncs i think there's a lot that i can do about that um so for me like one of the important things that i've been trying to do this week is take back control over my my agenda uh mm -hmm. and really make sure that um, the stuff that's on my calendar is stuff that is the maximum use, uh, use of my time um, and to try to either consolidate or um, remove things that like aren't the necessarily like the stuff that I want to be spending my time on. Mm -hmm. So I've been cutting back on a lot of stuff. Um, but also like overall for me, like I do not want to be this busy. 
um i think it's for me it's a problem like i i i truly see it that way and sure you can say it i'm lazy maybe um but i do think that i'm not uh performing at 100 percent if i'm constantly busy i need that time and space to be able to think to be able to be proactive to be able to like kickstart new initiatives um and in order to do that that means i need to scale back on some of the stuff that i've been doing now and i need to uh, empower other people to take on some of the responsibilities that um i've been taking um because with everything that i'm that i have right now i that's just not sustainable that's very interesting man i feel like we're, we're getting to something uh cool <laughs> like i i i don't know if you touched on this but uh, i'm i'm really curious about the difference between being or feeling busy and being feeling productive mm-hmm. they're not the same so there's this idea that if you're busy it means that you're working a lot and thereof you know because of that you're you're producing a lot so you're being very productive and if you're not busy, it means you're relaxed and you're not doing stuff and you're slacking off. But that's definitely not, you know, th- th- they're not <laughs> related really. Um, and is that thing, like, for me, I feel like I, I start feeling very busy when I have a lot of context switching. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, if, if I'm spending one day working on one thing, and it could be like a very like big generic thing, like, you know, doing UI work in Sketch, the whole day doing that. I, I could be very productive, you know, and, and probably work more hours of the day on that. But I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel busy, you know. I just feel I'm productive. I'm working on this. I'm doing work. <laughs> it feels good, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, busy is when I, I feel busy when I have a lot of context switching. So I'm doing different things and jumping around. Um, and I, I don't have, really have time to adapt to to like to a task so maybe like if i'm meeting if i'm on meeting mode you know meetings usually run for like an hour and then you're out and you have to think about something else or like when you're close to a lunch uh like a product lunch you have you know it depends on type of company you have but for me it's like okay i need to finish this product ui things any flows that need to be done and then oh shit on a marketing we have this one page that needs to be designed and shipped oh shit we now we need banners for the blog post announcement whatever all of this yeah context switching is what makes me feel super busy like i can't really understand what's going on um and, and like i said it's just reacting to stuff what needs to be done um so i, th- I feel like a lot of people think and and see being busy as something good because it, it means that you're doing a lot of work i'm useful uh, and that's good <laughs> yeah i guess me. yeah <laughs> yeah look at this everyone's calling and asking for help um but that sucks dude (laughs) like that means that you're you're not organized like if you're feeling busy and and if you're if we're using this definition that is just okay for feeling busy then being busy is not good it means that you're not organized and right (laughs) maybe (laughs) yeah one other thing that i've been trying to do is like getting out my uh, task manager again and trying to get some stuff out of my brain um because that's another thing it's like it's not just a multitasking but it's the trying to keep tra- track of everything that just like is so draining and it makes you feel like you're you're like spending so much energy 
when you're really not like it's just your your brain like spinning around in circles um so i've been trying to do that a little bit more um although i really think that i'm like so close to just going to pen and paper (laughs) um because i find things so complicated um really yeah i feel well i don't want to get into that too much but yeah okay um i feel like it's just such a mess like tasks can be in so many places like it can be Mm -hmm. in a project in a project at a top level but it can be in a area at a top level also and it can be in today upcoming someday inbox anytime like there's just so much um that i'm finding that's way too complicated for my needs i can see that um so yeah i i don't know what i'm gonna be doing there um but what i know is that there's an extreme power in not being busy um because when you're not busy uh, and you're not just reactive about things um you can have the time to um be like act more like an owner in a sense (laughs) and and have that 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 freedom to think long term about the work that you're doing about your product about your company um and that in my opinion helps you make better decisions um Mm -hmm. so i feel like this state of of busyness uh, is something that like truly needs to be addressed and also a great time to think of like okay is, is this a sign that the team needs to get bigger uh, is this a sign that I'm not managing my work day properly? Mm-hmm. Or is this a sign that uh, people on my team don't respect my calendar? <laughs> you know? Um, and it's it's something that you should actively manage because I think it has an impact on, on the quality of the design work that you can produce. Um, and yeah, so I'm I'm sort of, I'd say I'm like, have one foot one side and one foot on the other like i think it's trying to it's starting to get better um so i've had large chunks of time uh on monday where i was able to do some work um on monday morning and then um this afternoon i had some like long stretches of free time uh which has been pretty great um i've been blocking off like certain times in my calendar so i can just like hey i'm busy during those times you cannot like book me for anything um and this is just time dedicated to this thing um Mm -hmm. and again like i have more of the manager type schedule so uh that's more of a problem for me but i think even like as a designer like it happened to me that i was taking on a bunch of projects and it's just like ah there's a million things i could possibly be working on at this moment and i don't know what i should be working on so yep yeah i think also let's let's not forget that a lot of times uh this feeling of being busy if it prolongs for too long it can lead to burning out and like some mental health like problems that you need to fix um on the flip side i think i i think i i know some people like this and i feel like everyone kind of know someone like this that there are people that thrive on this right this feeling of being busy right and if they're not 
busy or if they're not feeling busy, they will make sure they, they will feel that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> add on more tasks and add on more projects and stuff. I know this. Maybe they're just workaholics, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Because like, I, I feel like I am, in a sense of the word, like a workaholic. And I mean, in a sense that I try to work too much like more than a normal person would and on your breaks um, you uh sit down and record a podcast about work <laughs> <laughs> right um but but like it man maybe this is not fair for other real workaholics um i don't know i know people that's that i feel like they, they strive on this on this like high energy uh like this peak stress levels that they, they need to be stressed out mm. otherwise they'll they'll like they can't relax uh, i know at least like two three people like this in where they they feel like they're always on the phone or doing something you're like going somewhere even if they don't really need to right like hey no one's calling you right now <laughs> you know no, nothing is happening right. right now you can relax but no they will pick up the phone and or like they'll 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 make themselves busy which is interesting as well uh, <laughs> yeah so um and i mean this is something that i've sort of noticed with myself even like um where like there are moments when i don't know i feel like i actively just make myself busy to avoid other things <laughs> um mm. so i use that sometimes as a coping mechanism of hey like there's this stuff that I don't want to deal with. So let me just be real busy so that I can't even think about this. Um, yeah. And, but it's, I mean, it's not really solving anything, right? Like that's the, th the thing that I realized was that, okay, I'm just avoiding this, but it's going to come back. And like, mm -hmm. I, I should just deal with it now and stop procrastinating and stop avoiding things and just deal with it heads on and that's going to cause me so much less anxiety <laughs> than if i try to like bury myself in work uh, to avoid it but you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes it just happens um so yeah but i'm pretty sure that that's not the case at the moment that it's <laughs> that it really <laughs> is just like a set of circumstances where all of a sudden there is more stuff on my plate um, but that's in, in one sense, like that's kind of exciting to me. Cause that means, all right, like now this is another challenge. Like this is, this helps you get to the next step. Like you need to delegate more of these things. You need to find ways to make these things happen without you being there. And that's mm. kind of the whole basis of like management basically. <laughs> it's like, okay, I have all these things to do. How do I like make sure that they can still happen uh while i'm not there mm -hmm. and so um there is like kind of a silver lining in there that it's it's a cool opportunity for me to find creative ways to um to make these just happen on their own so yeah i'll keep all of you updated on how that goes <laughs> please do Okay, so should we jump on uh, side dishes? Yep, let's do it. All right, let's see. Uh, I have no idea how much we have to say about these, but um, on the last episode that came out two weeks ago, and we recorded that three weeks ago, 
uh we kind of like hinted that maybe sketch was coming out uh with an update like with a release um because at the time of the recording like we saw some tweets some mentions that could like they were hinting at a new release Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it did in fact came out like one day later um after we recorded um but yes so it took us a while to talk about it but sketch came out with uh an update kind of a big one uh, when it comes to updates um and where they introduced it's it's calling this prototyping fair i guess that's what they're calling it yeah i think so um prototyping in the sense that you know there's tap targets and you transition between screens um so something like similar to uh what well envision initially offered uh, although envision now offers a bit more than just that um uh tools like marvel do this right it's kind of like this simple just very um very limited but like also very simple and 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 easy to learn prototyping tools um and they're they're great for like user testing creating flows and stuff and like anyway so (laughs) sketch came out with this do we have anything to say (laughs) i mean yeah i have some things um one thing that i realized is how powerful it is uh to have some prototyping built in uh to the tool you use for design work i found that to be really great because it's like okay say i'm building this prototype and all of a sudden i need to change something it's so damn simple (laughs) to just go and change it and not have to re-import anything or have to mess with like any weird inconsistencies between two apps um so i really like that um one thing that absolutely kills me though is the transitions how all that stuff works um it's i find the transitions to be rough at best like even for an ios app like this is not how apps transitions from one screen to another and it's like i get it it has to be simple but for me it just there isn't enough there that i feel like it's it's giving me a good experience beyond like just the most basic of okay when i click this i want you to go to this other screen i don't know what do you think Kind of the same. Uh, I think it's pretty powerful that you have all in one tool. I mean, that's the whole appeal of uh, of tools like Adobe XD and uh, Envision Studio and all that. It's like one single tool, uh, and it's not just because oh, I don't want to switch apps. It's just because if you <laughs> if you control the whole experience, there's a lot of like there's a better opportunity to you know make it work well because mm-hmm. um, when you import and export stuff from one app to another. There's stuff lost in translation. <laughs> anyway, um, and, and that's why even like things like Craft, remember that? Um, mm-hmm. Craft, like they had this prototyping thing was Envision Bot, like this other company. There was a story. Uh, <laughs> it was still like a plugin. So there's only so much that you can do. And then, you know, Sketch comes out with a new version and then all the plugins break. And anyway, <laughs> so there's a lot of, there's a big opportunity to have all in one app. Um, I guess this was like an obvious and good choice from Sketch to tackle. Um, I think, to be honest, that this was just reacting to 
tools to, to the to the like the landscape of design tools. They were so late to this that I just believed that the sketch team um, believed that you know what that's not that shouldn't be our priority uh, as an app. You know, right? Uh, we have all these other tools that are doing a fine job, and we're not competing because they're doing prototyping and we're doing design work. Um, so we're not we don't have that much interest in going there. But then things changed, and then all the prototyping tools started. Yep. becoming also design tools like framer and all that and then adobe xd is like and we offer prototyping and envision studios like, and we offer prototyping and it was just becoming a thing that users would expect and it was becoming like you know feature wise they were getting behind um i think figma is the last one to and i know they're working on this um to to release some kind of prototyping um so I guess they kind of had to work on this, to be honest, from a competitive landscape. Um, yeah. So <laughs> with that said, the implementation-wise, like it's okay. Um, it's basically the bare minimum you could possibly do. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I like I. This is an MVP. I feel like, yeah. and I have no doubts that they will. Um, they will work on it and improve it, and maybe add some some functionality to it. Maybe you could tweak the ease-ins and outs and stuff. A <laughs> key curves, thing so. for me is modals. Like, I need mm. to be able to add modals on top of stuff. <laughs> right. With basic, yeah, like, I can see that. even fade in and out or something like that. And even then, like, Envision already has these features with, like, different types of transitions for, for modals. Mm-hmm. Um, right. For me, that's key. Yeah, it's stuff like, like, even being able to scroll but have, like, a navigation stick to yep. the top something like that um yeah so I, like all these other tools not all but a lot of them support offer this type of functionality mm-hmm. but i feel like that's because they've been around for years now right right yeah. so they, they've they, they had a time to to get to it uh and sketch is not there yet I, I like that you can you can add the transitions to um symbols and then that's pretty powerful, and yeah. then just in the in the symbol like inspector or whatever they call it, you can just change the the the, the destination or like the target of a transition. That's cool. Yeah, that's really. Um, cool. With that said, like in practice, I feel like a lot of these tools focus focus a lot on iOS or mobile design. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that I don't do, <laughs> um, like in my day to day. I work with big ass artboards, <laughs> um, huge artboards, uh, and like for the for web, and like even the the UI of the app itself, like it it starts breaking down a little bit, <laughs> um, like the viewer, um, like in, in Framer, for example. And I know when I was like we were talking about Sketch, but in Framer, it's completely broken. Like if you oh, yeah. have. If you have like a fourteen by forty, uh, I mean fourteen forty <laughs> wide artboard or something, and you can't really use, it. I have to detach the viewer every single time, mm-hmm. and try doing that in a in a MacBook adorable twelve inch. Um, it's, but it's so it's, not, it's a nightmare. <laughs> oh man, I'm starting to hate that computer. Um, <laughs> so like that, you, I, we use you we get use, a MacBook uh, here. <laughs> yes i should uh so so anyway in practice like we use marvel uh for for a lot of stuff but like for, for example now with this whole um marketing redesign 
it was a place for me to just drag and drop um, the, the 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 exports <laughs> the PNGs to have like all the designs there where someone like non designers could just use this link and stuff and then comment mm-hmm. and then you would have these transitions. So pretty like simple set of features that I would need. And I was like, you know what? I think prototyping in Sketch Cloud or whatever um, it can solve this, right? And then I wouldn't need to have um, Marvel, like uh, this one extra subscription and tool. But it's still not there yet. Like, it's, it feels so simple. But, like, you can't just upload a, a set of uh, artboards or screens to SketchCloud. You have to upload your whole file. Um, uh, okay. So that is kind of <laughs> tricky. I, I feel right. like I, I, I must have, I must be missing something because I can't make the viewer either on SketchCloud or just on the preview like 100% uh, like the resolution so not oh, zoomed weird. in or out because it would always zoom like make the screen fit in height and so because I have like a very long screen because oh, okay, right, supposedly right. scroll like you would it would you know <laughs> zoom out to be able to have this one single screen vertically anyway there's a lot of like weird stuff that I tried and I can't and then at the end of the day I have work to do and I can't really spend too much time tinkering with all these tools and um, so for me, as a sketch power user that is really not using any of the new features, <laughs> with all sketch updates, there's a lot of bugs that come with it. It's amazing. And uh, like I've seen resurfaced bugs that I thought were completely fixed, and they came back mm. from from hell. So there's one very funny bug, which is if you copy something, so you hit command c to copy like a layer Mm -hmm. it will it will create a new page wait what (laughs) i don't have this man i had this like a couple of versions back i feel like maybe when we update from 47 to 48 or something and i was like this is infuriating and i can't really replicate it every time like sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't but it happens enough times that it's infuriating yeah that's weird Um, i've never had this i've never seen it Yeah, I don't, man, I don't know. Um, so, like, anyway, it's uh, a but lot yeah, of bugs. I know, I know about the bugs. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I see people complaining about them all the time. And also, I don't know about you, but I, like, Sketch is becoming more and more like Memory Hawk. Uh, I can't, like, even on a new document, and I think I saw a tweet, someone tweeted this, like, you create a new blank document, right? So, completely uh-huh. blank. You... You create a like you create a rectangle, just a single shape, and you move it around. There's lag, like it's not a smooth thing. Like there's lag moving a single layer in a blank document around. And so, in contrast to this, like I th- I feel like my document is. <laughs> is this on your MacBook megs. adorable? No, it's on my specked out 5K iMac. Oh, weird. Let me see. I- I'm gonna do it right now. On a blank um, document. I create a blank document, rectangle, moving it around. Yeah, there's lag. Moving it around quickly. Like it doesn't it doesn't keep up with the cursor. <laughs> so huh. weird. Anywho. Um so compare this in contrast to my two hundred meg something file. Um like I, I I'm in desperate need to do some spring cleaning to that file and like break <laughs> it down in smaller files because it's it's becoming 
ridiculous. Right. Like, this is really slow. Remember when we made fun of Photoshop because it was so slow? <laughs> and Sketch was, you know, you know, it was simple and clean and, like, straight to the point. We don't need all these photography tools. And look at you, you very old piece of software. And now look at us. <laughs> My top-of-the-line 5K iMac. I mean, to be fair, I'd say it's so fine for me, but... <laughs> Like, um, like I never. Let me just say that now it's it's becoming a thing that I think about. Right. <laughs> I see it. Mm-hmm. I feel it. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I do. I feel kind of. Yeah, I mean, I totally like. Should the like dragging layers around be smoother? Sure. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, <laughs> so that'd be great. But I don't feel like it's a huge deal in my daily usage. Um. I don't know. Oh, one no, thing it's that not I've the moving that one rectangle. Have you noticed how the shapes, when you move something, they like get all wacky for a second? Sometimes, yeah, and they render like yeah, completely out of place or something, or like they're way bigger than they should. Yeah, and then like, when you no let go, it just like gets back. Yeah, I don't know. It seems kind to me like a kind of performance thing. But it's really annoying. <laughs> so, I don't know. Anywho, uh, I still love this boring. tool, by the way. Like, it's still probably one of my favorite pieces of software in my computer right now. Uh, and it's my definitely my most used tool, app. So, we're, we're coming from a place of love, all right? We're not just trying like, to be... Honestly, like, in certain instances, I can't think uh, without Sketch. Like, I just can't. I can't function mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like drawing like these sort of flow diagrams and like trying to work through a really complex problem and just like did it in sketch <laughs> it was great <laughs> like it's perfect uh way better than all of the other apps that are made for this because sketch i can do whatever i want and i can move stuff around so it's still better than pen and paper even <laughs> so yeah <laughs> still still love sketch um even though the prototyping um, that they just added is not that useful. So, yeah. I, I've been uh, I've been curious to hear from listeners, like if if yeah. anyone is using these prototyping features, um, like you know, really using it. Anywho, all right, uh, that's it for Sketch. I don't have anything else. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to recommendations, I do have like some. Uh, I'm gonna name this. I'm gonna title this Google Home Tips. <laughs> um. So, like I mentioned, I was in the U.S., and as always, let me buy stuff that I can only buy in the U.S. <laughs> and I even I even texted you, like, should I buy a Google Home or a HomePod? Oh, yeah. <laughs> should I get what a HomePod? Happened? Remember that? Um, yeah. So, I didn't get a, a HomePod for a lot of reasons. Uh, but it all comes, like, if I had to sum it up, you're, I would say that. You're going to regret this so much at WWDC. No. Oh, shit, dude. No. Don't say that. Stop. <laughs> Um, but like to sum up, my decision was the HomePod would be a better speaker and a worse assistant, and I am more interested in, in having a good assistant than a good speaker. So instead of buying a HomePod, I bought a Google Home and an extra Google Home Mini, and it was still like half the price of a HomePod. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! I could have bought I could have bought like one Google uh, Home and like three Minis. Or four minis, and maybe a second home, uh, Google Home. I don't know for the price of a HomePod. That thing is expensive. Um, anywho, so I did that, and I just have. By the way, I'm super happy 
by the way, I'm I'm really happy with that purchase and that decision. I may regret it later at WC <laughs> or something. Right now, I'm happy, so don't don't ruin this for me. Uh, <laughs> um, so just one thing that I did was because now I have several Google Home devices, I was able to create um, uh, like multi-room uh, audio things devices. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have the Google Home in my living room. I have a mini in the kitchen, and I have another mini uh, in my bedroom. And so I did that, and it's pretty cool. By the way, like I got the idea from, I stayed at Gabe, Gabriel Valdivia, host of uh, Bread Time. Name dropping. Um, <laughs> name dropping. Hey, look at that. Uh, but like he has the whole, like the whole pack, the Max, the Home, the Mini. I think and they I saw... gave you a 12-pack when you joined Google. A <laughs> 12-pack? That's, that's, that, that's, that's what I heard. <laughs> I don't know. But information might be wrong. (laughs) So anyway, I I was able to see firsthand like that that multi-room audio thing working. And I was pretty surprised. Um, And so anyway, I have all that set. And because now I have a mini in the kitchen and in the bedroom, like it it allows for me to do more stuff like setting up alarms at night and stuff like that, right? Um, And so just a couple tips that uh, for people that have home, Google Home, products one is i don't know when they updated this but right now you can they allow for routines that's what they're calling it which is kind of like HomeKit scenes but a bit more complex but uh but you like you have a set a defined set of routines you can't create new routines um so you have like i think it's like five i guess one is uh, good morning like good night when you leave home and when you get home. I think that that's it. Oh, you can do more complex stuff than... So, for example, my my good night routine, you can say... Like, in my example, is that I will say, like, good night, and it will ask you, it will ask me, like, what time do you want me to wake you up? And I will say it. It will set an alarm. It will set the volume to the, to the level that I defined. It will, you know, turn off all the lights, and it will start playing, like, some, some background noise, like rain noises or damn that's define. cool yeah it's pretty cool it's just one command Wait, but the, the, does it ask you what what time you want to wake up every single day uh yes uh i i wonder if you can define a thing just an hour and we'll use that um i don't have like a, a defined wake up time <laughs> it's actually very much like it depends on my day if i'm super tired or not huh. so anyway you can, you can do all this it's pretty cool um and also, you, you know, I have one for the, for good morning. So if I say good morning, it will uh, set the appropriate volume. It will um, turn on some lights, like the hallway uh, light. It will uh, tell me the weather for the day and tell me, like, if I have any appointments in my calendar. And it will start playing the news in both the kitchen and the living room. So you have, like, that whole routine that you can trigger with one command. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really um, neat. Okay, so last last piece of advice is also I don't know when they ship this update, but now you can chain commands, so you can say, you know, play this and set the volume to whatever, or like even not related, like hey, create a calendar uh, calendar uh, event and play this, you know, like you can say and and chain commands. I don't know if you can do more than two. Oh damn, that's Um, really cool. And it's not Amazon's yeah. fake, like, basically just keep listening after you've completed a command? Yeah, those, like, five minutes before. No, it's 
you can really just say and yeah and chain commands okay, you're, cool. you're, you're making me want to try the google home again do you, you still have one yeah i mean right? i just need to plug it in <laughs> <laughs> yeah i should do that yeah i'll i'll probably fire it up after this and give it a spin again you should so that's it just a couple tips um and uh, so far, I'm pretty happy with uh, with the thing. Oh, 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 just another one. Uh, did you know that you can you can say like, give me a recipe for whatever, and it will start reading yes, it out loud. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I saw like in the Google search, there's a new button. Like if you search for recipes, you know how like they parse it for like the, the recipe cards. There's a new button saying send to Google Home. Oh, and so if you click that's there, cool. then like when you're near your Google Home, you can say, hey start my recipe or whatever you like queue it up that's pretty cool okay that's it sorry uh let's let's go to recommendations So my recommendation this week is going to be a very strange one. Um, it's I'm recommending a gym in Montreal. A what? So it's going to be very limited in terms of audience who can... Did you say a gym? Yeah. Um, wow, okay. So this is not a gym that I go to, but I've been once. <laughs> it's just too far um, for oh, me. This looks amazing. But it's amazing. It's like designer heaven. Um, yeah. <laughs> this place is just like incredibly well designed uh, in every possible aspect. Uh, and I have a friend of mine who works there who invited me. Um, so huge shout out, Amira. I don't think she listens to this. but um, And I, like <laughs> from the moment that I walked in there, I was like, okay, this is really nice. Um, <laughs> then i like walk in and and there's like it, it was like on a friday like around 11 um and there's like um three or four designers that i know like some of them that <laughs> i have actually met some that i haven't but that i know of them <laughs> that are there <laughs> at the gym at the same time i was like this this seems like this is where all the like cool designers hang out um wow but anyways it's yeah it's a really awesome space um uh, and it's it's so well designed and it really just make you makes you want to work out and the classes that they give are really good um uh, so if you're in montreal in my land uh go check it out it's awesome man those locker rooms this is amazing i know kind of wish i had one of these yeah it, in my it town. Is dang they have to be super expensive otherwise yeah, it like, is pretty why expensive wouldn't... but yeah, it got to be. Um, and I, I hope it is, because otherwise, like, then it would be overpopulated. <laughs> right. No. So, so yeah. awesome. Uh, and like the best thing, their sort of fob is like all black, kind of like mm. little nice little fob. Um. Anyways, everything is like, so well designed. What's a fob? Um. It's like you know the little like chip thing that you have to scan to get in. Oh, like the 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 badge. Yeah, sort of. It's okay. a thing you can put on your keys. I don't know. Cool. Cool. 
Oh man, it looks it looks very uh, to be Van Schneider though, <laughs> like the <laughs> like the site, the website. Um, yeah, the website is not great, I have to say, but the, it's bold. Yeah, but the space is nice. <laughs> okay, uh, cool. So my recommendation is a uh, shoe. It's a Nike Epic React Flyknit. I think that's the official full name. Uh, I just call it the React. It's a shoe. I don't know. Like if you if you've been in, you know in touch with Nike marketing recently, they're going. I have like not, full. but I've been in touch with your Twitter Twitter accounts. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I've probably seen this. Man, their marketing team is killing it with this shoe. Like. <laughs> Even if the shoe was like bad, I think I would have bought them anyway because like they're marketing <laughs> I mean, and ads. You're and stuff. still you, so yeah. Of course. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, this shoe is amazing. Like, so the thing, the okay, special tell me what's thing amazing about, about this. It. Okay, so Nike came up with a new technology, a new recipe. I think that's what they call it. A new recipe to make foam. Right, because hmm. foam usually it's very soft, um, but it's not durable. Like it, 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 it falls apart, and and it's not bouncy. Right, mm-hmm. so if you have a very soft shoe, it's kind of comfortable, but like for running and for something like that, like it, it is just not good for you. It's bad. Um, so the thing about this is like the, the what's special about this shoe is that they came up with a new recipe and they've made this foam sole. That is, I think, eleven percent softer than the Lunar uh, Epic, which was their previous uh, fancy sole, uh, and like thirteen percent bouncier. So that's their pitch, uh, <laughs> and it is. I mean, we we can't avoid it. It is a you know their answer to the Adidas boosts, um, and so <laughs> so it's it's kind of like in the same ballpark. Uh, and so I got a pair. Um, I bought it at the Nike Soho store, and like the, the whole storefront, like the dedicated the whole floor just for this shoe, with like huge props and like robots, you know, pushing like the shoe against surface, like different types of surface and whatever. It was like it was pretty cool to see. Um, and they were totally sold out. I only got like one size that color that I wanted. Um, so they're kind of hard to get at the moment, but it, like if you order online, you'll just wait a little bit and you'll eventually get it. Um, but so if you want to, if you if you go to a store, if you walk in to a Nike store right now, chances are you're not gonna they're not gonna have it in stock. Um, and by the way, I don't think they're selling it, at least not in Portugal for sure. So I don't know if this is a U.S. only thing. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, so my review of the shoe is it's super comfortable. Like if you're just walking, like as a casual lifestyle shoe um it's very soft it's very comfortable like really soft really comfortable um but when you go out for a run that's when you start feeling that bounciness um because if you're just walking regularly you're not going to feel the bounciness of the soul but if you start running holy dang like you can really feel it it's amazing it's a pretty 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 cool shoe um and and the the upper top is like the fly knit, so it's, it feels like a sock kind of. Um, so anyway, it's it's a really really cool shoe, and um, I would say if you're a runner, definitely go for it. Uh, I never tried um, Boost. Well, I tried it, but I never owned a pair of Adidas Boosts. But um, from reading online, I feel like the consensus is the Boost is they're softer than the Reacts, 
Um, so maybe like for everyday casual thing, they might be a bit more like comfortable if you're into soft shoes. Um, but the reacts are way more bouncy. So if you if you want to use them to run, I would say the reacts are probably a better choice for you. Anyway, I went on a ramble. Uh, I'm in love with this shoe. I'm in love with Nike. <laughs> I'm a bit of a Nike fanboy. Um, is it pretty cool? Honestly, I would buy a pair right now um, if I could. I mean, it says coming soon oh, no. <laughs> on this page. Oh, so okay. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a US only thing, right? So now. it might be. Although this is set, set to US, so I'm not sure what's going on. Oh wait, because you're trying the one single color that is not out yet. I think. Well, all of them Baby? say coming soon. Oh, weird. Oh wait. I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. So. Okay, so your color is sold out. <laughs> All the other ones are coming soon. <laughs> oh, really? Um, I had the option to... So they had in store the white ones as well. So I got the blue ones, the the the, the ones they're using in all the marketing shots pretty much. Um, so I got the blue ones. Um, there was white ones as well. My girlfriend got a pair of white ones. They're pretty cool as well. Uh, but they got dirty a lot. Yeah, I feel like they uh, would maybe. get dirty immediately. <laughs> yeah. So there's one that you can find at um, Nike Labs stores um, that is all like all gray. So it doesn't have that like that heel back part, uh, colorful part. You have like the new Nike colors at that pink and blue. Yeah. Um, so it's like an all uh, gray. Uh, it looks great, but um, it looks a bit more like normal, <laughs> <laughs> which is not bad. But you know, just yeah, doesn't pop out as I much. Don't know that I but anyway, yeah, I found those colors. at. <laughs> I found those at some Nike lab store. Um, and then I also found like an all black version. Um, Wait, is there an actual not... all black? Yeah, with just a, a, a single stripe of blue. Yeah, that's unacceptable. <laughs> I don't know who made this decision, but the... that is terrible. <laughs> I, I didn't like the look like in person. It was just too black. It's just. And too blue. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I might. Yeah, I might get the black with the, the white sole. By the way, I saw in a store, uh, I don't remember what they call it. It's like a store that buys uh, rare shoes and then sells it with a margin. Oh, really? <laughs> and I found, yeah, you have like the most crazy pair of, this was a store in Soho, I don't know. Uh, you have the, you find the most crazy pairs of shoes, like a, like a Louis Vuitton and Supreme collaboration. Mm, oh, like, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I can totally see stuff the kind like of that. shoes you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I found... The one and only Nike Mags, the Back to the Future one. What? Do you want to? Do you want to try and guess how much were they? Wait, for? do you not have these already? <laughs> no, I have a pair of uh, LeBron James like basketball shoes that are very similar okay. to that one, but they're not. <laughs> anyway, do you want to try and guess um, how much they sell for? Mm, oh wait, okay, this is not the right thing. Um, no. Hmm. Let me think. How many of these is there in the world? I want to say 100. I don't know. Oh, I really don't know. But it should be around 100. Okay. I'll say 10K. That's exactly it. Yeah, you got it. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I didn't you win. it, I swear. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Well done, I buddy. mean, that's how I feel like this is what they're worth. Yeah, well, would you would you pay 10k for a pair? Oh no, never in a million <laughs> okay. years. I, that's right. my problem with a lot of these things. Is, okay, um, 
let, let's just say that like this was something that I wanted. Okay. Um, well, if I bought them, I'd want to wear them. But then at this right. price, like it's just it just doesn't make any sense to be wearing them. Yeah. So then what's the yeah. point? Like you're buying them just to like expose them somewhere in your apartment? Like, no, like that's just not gonna happen. Um right. so this is why like I just, I wouldn't buy them. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, same. But but I feel same. like, yeah, like if there is a hundred <laughs> of them, like that's what they're worth. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. So Okay, um, it also makes sense for us to end this show, so let's do it. Uh, cue outro. You can continue the discussion <laughs> over at spectrum.chat slash specfm slash layout. Uh, tell us what your recommendations are and if you would buy a 10K shoe uh, and then use it. <laughs> um, and you can follow us on the Twitter. We are, <laughs> we are at layoutfm. Uh, I am uh, Rafahari on Twitter, and Kevin is at VernalKick. Um, we want to give some shout-outs to the following listeners. Um, Benjamin Frick, Hughes Belaib, Enrique Faria, I'm going to assume it's Portuguese, uh, Philip Piesel, I'm so sorry, mispronunciation, but these people bought stickers, so we are yes. et- uh, eternally grateful thank you. to them. Um, thank you. I heard uh, the cha-ching you multiple times this week. This is amazing. Love it. <laughs> Chiching. Uh, also, shout outs to Oleski, Alex, uh, Whitney Miller, and Roy Chan for uh, reaching out to us on Twitter. Um, and yes, you can find all the show notes, like all the images of stuff, the, the tennis ball green <laughs> and the, mm-hmm. all the shoes and all that. You can find show notes for, all, for every single thing we mentioned at layout.fm on the web. Um, and that's also where you can buy stickers. Uh, so you can find everything there um, this episode is sponsored by Envision so once again you can visit envisionapp.com to learn more huge thanks to them for sponsoring this show and lastly this show is part of Spec FM Network so if you're looking for more shows to listen to uh, give them a try at spec.fm <laughs> <laughs>